what are your top three dating tips? Oh, get out there, have fun, um, don't overthink it. One, two, three, woo! Welcome everyone to episode 25 of A Tale of Two Singles. We are very excited to have another special guest with us today. Um, so we have Al Galeen, the author of Dare to Date. And if you'd like to introduce yourself, tell everyone what you do, that would be amazing. Yes, my name is Al Galeen, difficult Dutch name. Um, <laughs> and I have been working with single people for over 12 years now. Um, meanwhile, I have married and <laughs> had three children myself, who I now banned the playground. And we we literally just moved back to the Netherlands. We lived in uh, Ashford uh, between Folkestone and London mm-hmm. for four years for my husband's work. And um, we've moved back now. Yes, I work as a psychologist here. Wow. And I've written two books on dating. Amazing. I honestly can't tell you how excited I was when I discovered your book Dare to Date because that's been like the hashtag that I had adopted throughout this podcast. <laughs> Dare to really? date, guys. And then we found we stumbled across your book and we were like, oh my goodness. Oh, let's so cool. read this. Yeah, I <laughs> yeah. loved it. Yeah. So. It was honestly so great. I think I read it very quickly actually, because it's just a very is an easy read and very helpful actually. Brilliant. Yeah, and really refreshing because I think well, we've discussed this and I'm sure, I mean, you talk about it in the book. Dating isn't necessarily really encouraged or spoken about within the church and Christian circles. And so it's really refreshing to have a book that is positive about dating and actually says dating is a good thing. Um, mm. And so I think we definitely recommend mm. yeah. that people give it a read. Absolutely. Mm. Um, are you happy for us to dive into questions? Yeah. Great. We Please do. <laughs> um, so in your book, you talk about how your perception of dating and what dating is for changed during your course of kind of mm-hmm. actually doing it um, and you say the first and biggest change that helped me in my concept of relationships was the thought that dating isn't about getting married dating is about daring to encounter someone else and we kind of wondered yeah. why it was that such an important realization for you well I think for me being in my late 20s I really felt like I was the only one left in my mm-hmm. church that was single I'm sure that's a familiar feeling to a lot of people yeah. and I was so focusing on not being married and wanting to get married and wanting to have children and just just wanting to land basically somewhere uh, in marriage in a family um without going through the moves to get there. And I think that was also what was taught. I was taught in my church to pray and wait. And I think a lot of us, Mm. that's what we hear, right? If you just pray and wait, then you'll be fine. And and God will provide. And it kind of gives you the sense that if apparently God doesn't provide, you're not praying and waiting well enough. So you need to perfect that. And you need to be really strong about the whole praying, waiting thing. And the praying thing is is fine. I mean, <laughs> there's absolutely nothing wrong with praying. It's the waiting thing that doesn't make any sense to me mm, yeah. anymore. And 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 as I was uh, going through my own um, education, I was doing a postdoctorate on uh, counselling uh, clinical uh, psychology. Um, so to become a counselling psychologist, and and I was learning a lot about how people need to learn things 
basic skills, life mm-hmm. skills. And I was, and I, it just clicked one day. It's like dating is a skill, which is a relationship skill that you can actually learn and get better at. And it's a good thing to practice. Absolutely. You talk about having like a checklist and actually the fact that we can have this list of like this perfect person and it means that we end up failing Mm -hmm. or setting people up to fail because they can't match up to this list and then people saying like oh they're not my type Mm -hmm. um is it ever helpful to have kind of a checklist or a type or or should we just let that whole idea go well that's a very good question it's a very interesting one I think to some people yes it's absolutely helpful if you've grown up in an emotionally less healthy environment uh, less stable then a list is something that gives you sort of a, a framework mm. on what to look for what's what, what makes a healthy person what makes a healthy partner in life um, but it's very similar to the framework you would use for yourself. Like, what, what do I consider healthy behavior for myself, healthy emotional behavior? So I set boundaries. I say no sometimes. I, I um, When a friend uh, keeps calling me last minute to cancel plans, I, I'll, I'll tell her I don't like that. It's, mm. it's not, <laughs> that's not helpful for me. <laughs> so it's, it's get more, again, more life skills actually you're looking yeah. for than, oh, what kind of shoes do they wear? <laughs> what kind of car do they drive? You know, it's just yeah. really important stuff uh, later on in a relationship. But you can go shoe shopping with them if you don't like their shoes. And, and I think... <laughs> That's the thing, right? We are so, we get so hung up on these lists we have that for most people, at least for a while, it's, it can be very useful to throw the list out of the window and just mm. see who you meet. Yeah. And, and we can be so hung up on this is not my type that we overlook the fact that they may have a great character that's actually much more suitable to ours than the one who, who we think is our type. And we keep dating that type and they keep rejecting us or, or yeah. dismissing us and I think this is well, there's a whole story to be told here maybe but the thing is emotionally if, if there's something emotionally unhealthy in the way you attach yourself to other people you will look for the, the wrong type a lot of times and so I say to people a lot you have to learn how to distrust who you your own feelings of falling in love because falling in love might actually have to do more with falling in lust or falling in in some kind of emotional attachment style you know uh, and not so much to do with whether or not this person is suitable for you to be your your life partner yeah that's actually really helpful because like often I think we think about like the list or like the checklists but thinking about like are they of this kind of um background perhaps are they tall have they got Mm -hmm. these sort of things like you know very superficial kind of lists and I think color of hair yeah color of hair I think that sort of thing can be thrown out because I think we can actually surprise ourselves but I really think actually what you were saying there about being aware of what emotionally you need and maybe what are some of the patterns that you're going for and how are you connecting that's that's actually a very useful thing to be aware of when you're then thinking about a list or like a checking for kind of what sort of partner you're looking for actually and how to connect but I think what doesn't help is that society is wired this way, right? People will ask you when you're single, oh, what's your type? What you're looking yeah. for? Oh, maybe I can help you, help you, sorry, the flyer. <laughs> help you find that. <laughs> just a crazy person. <laughs> um, maybe I can help you find this person. So that, that's, and, and mm. another thing what I think is, is not helping, especially in the Christian 
evangelical Christian scene is that a lot of people do get married very young. And what they usually say about that was, no, I knew from the minute we met. And and this gives you kind of the impression that you're this stupid person who apparently doesn't know from the minute you meet or, or hasn't yeah. just hasn't met that perfect one yet. Mm-hmm. And uh, But another thing you have to, to keep in mind when you hear those stories is that people make the stories of how they met better in their heads. They yeah. make it a bit more romantic every single year. Like people make having babies more romantic mm-hmm. when they're... Uh, I'm not yet, you can tell. But they're beyond the <laughs> sleepless nights phase and then yeah. the exploded poo phase. And, the, you know, that's people go like, oh, babies. And you're like, yeah, babies are really cute, but they're also really a lot of work. Yeah. And the same goes for starting a relationship. Yes, it's amazing when you do find someone you really connect with, but it's also a lot of work and it's a lot of emotional stuff you have to sort of work through usually. Yeah. And that's okay. That's fine. But if if you're if it's 10 if that's the, the question to ask so if, if someone goes to you and say well you know what my wife and i we just knew we were made for each other and you just ask how long ago was it <laughs> <laughs> however number of years they give you uh, the the longer ago it was i'm sure the, the, the better the story will be mm. that's actually what you were saying about like yeah when people think they're falling in love and actually it's like emotions and lust and other things is the idea of just falling in love is that a myth <laughs> see this is well this is tricky I, I i hardly dare say but yeah yeah i think well i think a lot of it has to do with hollywood yeah it's not so much that falling in love is a myth it's that the happily ever after is a myth and the one is definitely a massive myth and the one is even a myth adopted by church and yeah. made into this godly spiritual thing and it's nowhere in the bible but this is what people keep telling me yeah but god will have a special one for me i'm like well what if your special one lived a decade ago uh or died in world war ii or lived in japan <laughs> in a remote village country uh, countryside you know that's the thing if there is a special one one special one and they're supposed to be on this planet right now then yeah you will be stressed out about dating because yeah it puts a huge amount yeah it puts so much pressure on it doesn't it actually being like i've just got this one person in there was actually a bit from like dare to date that we picked up on where you were talking about how actually being taught sometimes in church that God has a perfect plan and the perfect thing and that then can lead us to be quite consumeristic in our dating approach because we can't settle because we're constantly second guessing and thinking is this the perfect plan and actually that can be a bit kind of daunting yeah yeah daunting (laughs) but I think also like that just puts um And I think as well, you said in your book, like it stops you being able to actually connect with the person in front of you because you're thinking about, is this the right thing? Is it, is he, is, are they not the right person in rather than actually being able to enjoy getting to know somebody and see, do we connect? Is this got any room for growing? But you're constantly thinking, (laughs) is this the person? Is there somebody else? Is yeah, this and the, the minute you you flip it, you feel how how weird it is to think like that. Because the minute you you go like, oh, am I the one? Am I the one? No, because mm. there's this right. I mean, I snore and I I have weird habits in eating and and I. <laughs> 
I'm a workaholic if you let me and then and so on and so on so you, you immediately instinctly know I am not the one I, I'm not perfect I'm not yeah. I mean I'm sure someone will really like me but I'm not the one yeah. and and the, the the funny thing is of course that the one who will who you end up dating or marrying or whatever uh, will really like you for all sorts of reasons you never expected so mm. I think, um, yeah, what you were saying about people often getting married quite young. There was a quote in your book that I was just going to take as like, it's actually, there's benefits to also being a bit older <laughs> before you get married. Because there's a part you said that we really like where you said, um, if you're comfortable with who you are and not putting life on hold until you meet someone, then you're already investing in your future relationship. If you're able to discover now what's important to you, you have less chance of adapting too much to your partner and losing yourself in the relationship and therefore losing the relationship. Um, and I think that is an idea. I don't know whether people overtly say it or whether we just think it ourselves, like you were saying, oh no, I'm in my late 20s, I haven't met anyone, I've missed my chance, you know, I'm in my mm-hmm. 30s, that's it. Mm-hmm. Um but actually, the positive thing I would think about that is by this time, actually, you really know who you are. You've found out what you really believe. Um, mm-hmm. And so maybe you're less likely to lose yourself in a relationship. Do you think there are some benefits to dating a bit later? Oh, definitely. Yes, absolutely. I think, well, you know, the ultimate <laughs> the ultimate age to get married is 25, <laughs> which oh, is, and it has to, yeah, oh dear, I know, I missed it. Yeah. <laughs> so there you go, my marriage can never be perfect anymore. <laughs> no, but the, the thing is, your brain are, your, your brains are growing until you're 25, and then and sort of, you're still growing, because if they stop growing, you'll be dead, but... Um, <laughs> You're still developing your personality until 25, and after mm. that, you're more or less more stable. So, it, it, there is just some some dangers to, to. There's some definite dangers to marrying too young. I do I do think from 25 to 30 to 40, 45, 50, not much changes actually. So, mm. anywhere between 25 and, and 50 is fine. <laughs> to Great, still got time. Perfect. Really, no, you said no. You're absolutely good. We're in the bracket. <laughs> Yeah, no, but the thing is, it's just some things are a bit easier when you're a bit older. Of course, there's mm. this biological clock thing for women, right? Let's just let's just name the elephant in the room because this is another thing we don't talk about often yeah. enough. I think there is a certain deadline. I don't actually believe it's forty anymore. I think with the health we have nowadays, it's at least forty-five. Mm. Uh, so I think women are stressed out uh, about this whole forty sort of. Yeah um limitation and and it's not necessarily so there's lots and lots and lots of women who are still very able to have children between 40 and 45 but after 45 yes definitely something changes there Mm. for men mind you as well men don't have eternal life when it comes to making babies (laughs) they might think so but they don't (laughs) Um, but the the good thing is that if you know yourself a little bit better and this is exactly the reason not to to stay waiting and, and not do much about your life because the more you know who you are and who you want to be and, and what you like and where you, what you're good at, the more stable you will be when this partner arrives and especially when these children arrive. Mm. I, I very much like that I'm an older mum <laughs> because yeah. that's what you are. Mm. When you're over 35 and you have babies in, in the hospitals, you're you're named an older mum. Oh. Um, <laughs> mind you but there there is some real benefits to that because 
it's it, mm. there's some things that are, that are really easier in terms of career, working part time, um, knowing your likes and dislikes and all of that. Yeah. So, yeah, so much I still want to ask about this. Well, the thing is with age, sorry. Mm. No, go on. <laughs> well, I think, again, this is a bit of a fine line. I think you should not be stressed out about not having found someone before you were 35 or 40 or 40 or whatever. If you want to have children, though, mm. and you are 35, I do say to women, and this is mean of me, I know, but, but someone said it to me and I found it really helpful in hindsight. I hated her at the time. <laughs> you don't have eternal life. If you want children and you can't decide and you keep dating people and you keep rejecting them, if you're serious about the wanting to have ch children, then you should really make a decision by the time you're 35. Because otherwise, it might not be happening. Mm. And and that's not because you don't meet a good enough men. Probably, probably. This is dangerous territory. But that's probably because you're being too picky. And there's actually such a thing as being too picky. Mm. I hate the words, but I think there is some truth in there. And, and if you read, for example, Laurie Gottlieb, have you read the book, um, The Case for Mr. Good Enough? Oh, no. Oh, it's brilliant. You will okay. love it. Yeah. And you'll hate it because it's so true. <laughs> she says, I keep going through this list of um, men and, and all the men I reject because I think they're not good enough end up with really good women. And mm. I look at them and I think you're a better man now than when I dated you. So apparently she saw something in you and she brought it out mm. and I couldn't. So there's this thing about... I think women underestimate their power. If I'm speaking to the women here, mm. they're underestimating. And I have some things to say to the men as well, if you want me to. But <laughs> free, free, yeah. women <laughs> underestimate their power to improve a man. And this is sounds very, <laughs> but it's true. It's so true. Yeah. I've seen this over and over and over again. These these average men that didn't stand out to me at all mm. meeting some great woman and 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 just flourishing and and mm. being more of a man being a, a better version of, of themselves and 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 these women brought this out so i think that's just something to keep in mind if you see a guy and you're like oh he's not bad <laughs> see if you can make him shine somehow mm. if even for the short term not necessarily to see oh maybe you can fix him up it's not about fixing up but it is about making someone shine yeah I guess like maybe seeing like the like the qualities and like yes. that kind of sparkle and gold within somebody yeah. and being like I can see that in there and I'm gonna help bring it out definitely yeah mm. and that's what we want right that's for people if I'm in a relationship with someone I want them to make me better as well I think yeah. we yeah. all have space to grow and develop and none of us are yeah perfect so yeah we're yeah. all diamonds in a rough I mean we yeah. all we all need some absolutely because <laughs> yeah. I think then though but I like I think it's important to say like not trying to change them but actually just mm bring out the qualities within them so like draw yes. things out rather than being like i really hate that about you yeah it's not like no it's not that, but, no not yeah. like you're dating someone you think oh well, they have so many emotional issues but i will make them better that's not mm. what it's about no, no, yeah. but it's definitely about what you see i love the question when i was dating i loved asking guys so what makes you when you think about your work because <laughs> Sorry, guys. They can have such boring jobs. Like, oh, I work in ICT and you go like, oh, well, fun. <laughs> uh, so what is it? This is the question I ask them. What is it that makes you 
shine when you think about your job. Mm. And and this this took them off guard usually. They were like, huh? <laughs> no one ever asked me that. No, that's why I'm doing it. Yeah. What what makes you sparkle? What makes you what makes you go to to your work every day? And 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 the the stories would be brilliant. Oh, I feel like there's something there in actually asking quite not like probing questions, but being mm-hmm. having good questions to ask while you're on a date that like enable conversations to go where you get to know somebody. And this is the list. This is where dropping the list comes in really handy. Because if this list is it's very much on the top of your mind, you will ask questions according to the list. Like, yeah. so where do you see yourself in five years' times? Which is, for women, a normal question. Men mm. usually hate that question. Yeah, I hate experience. it as well. Yeah, well, there you go. Out. Yeah. yeah. It also it feels like you're in character. an interview. <laughs> yes, the, the job in, interview yeah. feeding, right? Yeah, and then that's stressful. <laughs> and if you get stressed I mean that's why you go blank and you you're not the most good version of yourself you're not the most shiny happy fun version of yourself so ask questions you'd like people to ask you Mm. just just when someone asks you a question and you're like yeah that's a good question and and you feel like something inside you stirs right when you feel your energy flowing those are the questions to remember because those are the questions you can ask someone else Mm. that's a good tip sorry that we went off piece though but i actually really like that bit of advice yeah it means you can actually enjoy dating because you can have fun dates as opposed to being like it will be so much more fun yeah yeah, you suggest in your book about like i think you said this at the start as well about it all being about kind of connectedness and actually connecting with um another person but also that we need to connect to god to ourselves to the community and to that other person Mm -hmm. why do you think it's really important that we need to do all four of those and is there kind of a part that maybe people tend to miss when they're trying to date yeah the thing is i think when you do that it's just it makes your um foundation more solid so if you if you start Mm. with god like like uh, like we started this conversation with god right we prayed and and i prayed Mm. before i i i turned zoom on and um I think even when you're not really aware of the prayer anymore during the conversation, it still grounds you. It still it makes you uh, rooted in in what true love is and true um, and truth is and and, and righteousness is. Mm-hmm. So I think it gives you just a better foundation. Sometimes I say to people, imagine Jesus sitting there at your table when you're dating and you're in a restaurant. Just imagine Jesus sitting there because it helps you, especially when it's awkward or you don't feel quite safe or you have a history of not feeling safe in relationships which happens mm. it can help you shift your focus a bit like um if you invite god into the situation maybe you can relax a bit more and have more fun so that's um one thing i do and connected to yourself i think is always a, a very important one in relationships even when you're married i mean we're married eight years now and there's still moments where I need to connect to God and myself and not to my husband because <laughs> because I need to figure out what I need or what I want or what I what's important to me uh and then with mm. that information go back to him um and connect to your friends I think that's really a really overlooked one in churches as well we don't talk about friendship enough which is a shame because Jesus surrounded himself with friends for a reason mm. he would have been too lonely in his mission if he didn't so the first thing he did was select a group of friends to surround himself with and to do life together which i think is a good model for us that we 
we shouldn't mm-hmm. be doing this alone. And, and, and this was something I noticed when I was dating and I did a lot of it alone. I was thinking about it a lot, but I wasn't talking about it a lot. And when I talked about it, it was only in like short sort of sound bites, like, oh, everyone is married. Oh. Mm. Um, which is not <laughs> helpful, right? It's not a very helpful conversation <laughs> starter. I remember mm. one friend at some point being really cross with me. Like, stop it, stop it. If you want to be married, go find yourself a husband. <laughs> like, yeah. And they don't drop out of the sky now, do they? But it keeps you, <laughs> it keeps you in this victim sort of mindset where mm. you don't want to be because it's not helpful to you and it's not helpful mm. to other people whereas when you change the conversation into you know what I would love to find a husband and I really struggle because I do date but it doesn't seem to be going anywhere and I just don't know how to how to go about mm. it anymore can you please maybe help me think about this and I know she would have loved to but I wasn't there at that moment but I I, I know if I would have invited her into my struggle instead of sort of putting her in this position where she had to feel awkward about being married and I mm. and I wasn't um so yeah I think that's that's why you should connect to your your friends and then of course all this connectedness in your life will help you uh, to connect to your dates better I think that's what I actually really loved about the book is that it's kind of claiming the power back of like, actually, if this Mm -hmm. is something you want, you can proactively do something about it. And um, I remember there's a part you say about, oh, if you're not meeting any single people, then you're not going to meet anyone to date. So you should meet like five single men every week. And I was like, Mm -hmm. well, Mm -hmm. this is impossible. (laughs) But what, (laughs) yeah, why, what is your advice? And actually, how can kind of changing our perspective help us to not feel like if people are feeling a bit of a you know victim mentality about being single actually what can they do about that well first have a good cry but i mean it does mm-hmm. suck right yes yeah. let's be real yes you can meet people and yes there's things you can do but it's also things you can't do and and it's complicated. It really is. So mm-hmm. have a good cry. It allow is. yourself a good five minutes to 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 feel really miserable about that, and yeah. then pull yourself together and, and make a plan. Mm. And if you can't figure out how to make a plan on your own, invite a few others to make a plan with you. And if that doesn't help, invite a counselor into your life mm-hmm. to make a plan with you. Um, there's always I I think there's always more steps to take, but we we get stuck in usually our pride and our shame, right? Yeah. which they're both very connected you're like well you know I'm too and that's what people will say to you but you're so fun you're such a nice person well I don't understand why you're not dating anyone because you're so and, and you're like yeah well you're you're such a horrible person and you're married so what's the, <laughs> what's the story here you have to be nice to be married or what, what is, and then they mean that to encourage you in, in the kindest way but it doesn't really help usually right mm-hmm. so i think um i'm oh, sorry what's the question <laughs> i'm rambling on here <laughs> i to be fair my question was kind of a ramble but yeah just kind of i guess what's your advice what would you suggest people do um, yeah, to meet new people. Yeah. yeah. I think go online. It's the number one thing I say. And it, it's horrible. I know it's horrible. And, and yes, it, it's a bit of a meat market. And yes, you have to put your nicest pictures on. But treat yourself to a good photographer who will mm. make flattering pictures of yourself. Just just give that as a gift to your next to yourself on your next birthday or next Christmas. Um, 
it's not that expensive. For about 200 quid, you can have a really good photo shoot done or ask your parents or your friends to donate it to you, whatever. Mm. Um, All those married people who are trying to marry you up. There you go. Yeah. Just, <laughs> how they you can just help. hold out your, your, you go like, well, you can invest in my dating yeah. fund. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then... Uh, uh, Tell the photographer you want nice pictures of yourself that make you actually look like you, but the nicest version of you. Because yeah. that's that's dating. That's just mm. the thing. You do have to be the nicest version of you in pictures. Yeah. You put those on a website, and then you ask another friend to to help you make profile um, text that really makes sense and yeah. that makes you stand out a bit. Um, and then yeah, do go online and don't stop meeting people offline but yeah. just don't rule out the whole i just too many people saying to me yeah try that it doesn't work mm. it's not an effective way that's true it's a it's i'd say about 95 percent ineffective but what if you're in the five percent what yeah. if you are the, and there's matches made every week by people who actually did go online even though they hated it usually they did yeah. so I would go online, especially in Corona times, um, and I would go offline as well. And I would ask other people to set you up on dates and mm. um, just do as, as many options as you can think of. Just, uh, just get them all in there. Just to do it. Yeah, mm. I do think that online is good, though. But like you say, sometimes it is. I think like inviting friends into that space is really helpful mm -hmm. as well, because then you can laugh yeah. together, you can despair together when you because it does. Because I think as well, actually doing online dating can feel a bit like a another job. It is <laughs> like having well, it definitely is another job, and yeah. like yeah, but it is also a great way to actually just practice dating like going on dates practice having conversations with new people and then developing that and then learning a bit about yourself in that process as well like I think it is um a good way but yeah I also like the tip of a professional photographer yeah. I hadn't thought of that no <laughs> no oh, well. genuinely I had never thought of that it's a very good investment <laughs> and it will if only just for you it will make you feel very yeah. good about yourself <laughs> that's a good investment anyway yeah, definitely <laughs> did you sorry I'm asking you a personal question about your life but did you meet your husband online or was that just a face-to-face -face setup no he's never been online <laughs> <laughs> No, he didn't listen to me. He was in my class, in my dating Aww. class in church. Wow. <laughs> and then he saw me and he thought, oh, I like the teacher. But I was dating someone else at the time. It was all very Ooh. complicated. <laughs> so a year later, he asked to be on my team organizing the dating course. Not for me, but just to meet more women. Because mm. he thought, I need to meet more women. And if I'm in the teaching team, then I will be noticed, which was a very clever move. And that was actually... And then he did ask me out again, because then I wasn't involved with someone else anymore. So then he did ask me out. And I was like, oh, well, complicated. Because I've seen his... <laughs> this is an embarrassing story. I've seen his date of birth, and he was five years younger than I am. And I thought he would be way too young, and it wouldn't work out. Well, Go get that list out of the window. That's the thing. <laughs> I know. And there you are. I was teaching this for years and not doing it myself. <laughs> I think one of the questions that we had as well is like thinking about how there can be quite a bit of fear of dating, particularly like within church, it feels like it's quite a scary thing to do. Um, I guess like, what do you, what do you think we can actually do about that? Like, how can we kind of change that feeling so that dating doesn't have to feel 
scary or in some ways and sometimes if it can maybe feel a bit a bit wrong maybe a bit self-indulgent or something so like I guess how could how could we how can we promote dating to be like seen or viewed differently within the church well this is why I started this dating course in my church to just to normalize it it was just very it was very selfish actually I was like well (laughs) if I can teach these guys how to do it I'll have more fun on dates which it actually was was true (laughs) um but to normalize it I mean if everyone is dating if that's a normal thing then nobody will gossip about it and be like you know um raising eyebrows about it so this is I think normalizing dating Mm. and and you may have to get your pastor on board with this or your board of elders just just educate them that's what I usually say there's a process involved from when you're married until you die uh in growing in the marriage and we have loads of books on that in the christian scene we have loads and loads of conferences we have marriage courses we have all kinds of input and interventions there but then there's also a process involved from meeting someone until getting married and nobody's talking about that process which is exactly the same process just earlier in time so this is where i i say to uh, churches and and church leaders um educate yourself there is a process involved especially when you're over 18 and you didn't meet them in the classroom or you know in church in the youth group um there will be a process from getting from a to b if that is what people want and Mm -hmm. and a lot of people say to me that is what i want i want to be married i don't want to know how to be single because that there's single groups right this is an american thing i think more than an english thing um there's single groups in churches and and they're supposed to support singles but a lot of singles like like you like i was uh, don't need support in their singleness they just need support in how to get married Mm -hmm. Uh, which is a different kind of thing it's a different recipe for a different yeah outcome yeah yeah and i think i mean i there's great things about being single like i'm having a great time i don't need someone to tell me how to do it well i feel like i can do it myself yeah. yeah but yeah is your dating course like widely available or is it just in one church can people do it if they want to online it's on youtube now oh. um i did oh you didn't see that i have a youtube channel if you go to my website um it's oh is there's a link to my youtube channel so the entire course is there i did it in ashford where i lived two years ago uh-huh so you can watch every single part oh, of it it's quite yes. long that's our what afternoon is, set. Yeah. What is your web address <laughs> for people listening? It's, uh, oh, it's tricky. Aukelinvanabama.nl Great. We'll put it in the blurb of the episode so people oh, can find brilliant. it if they want to. Yeah, yeah. So there's, a, there's a, a lot of stuff. There's a lot of blogs on there I did. Uh, it's in both in Dutch and English, mm, but nice. most, of, most of the stuff is, is in both languages. Amazing. I also did it in Hungarian, but I'm sure you don't read Hungarian. Nope. So, but, <laughs> Not one skill I'm well, not. Unless you do. <laughs> that would be easier if we could do it, but unfortunately. Yeah. Um, amazing. I think, because we've used up a lot of your time, but we have a quick fire round for you, if you're happy to do yes. that. So if you just quick, immediate answers. So are you ready? Have a sip of that water. Mm. Wise choice. I am. <laughs> Limber up. <laughs> okay, so number one, what are your top three dating tips? Oh, get out there, have fun, um, don't overthink it. Perfect. What is the most important thing to look for in a partner? 
character uh, stability, do you want them at your bedside when you're really, really ill? Mm. Much mm. more informative than anything else. Mm. Nice. Um, what is the best thing about dating? Meeting loads of new people. I love that. I really love it. Sometimes really miss it still. <laughs> Just connecting <laughs> to new people, hearing about new ways of doing life, of adventures, all that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Great. Um, top three flirting tips? Oh, make eye contact, smile. Um, that's really it. Make eye contact, smile. And maybe... A- have some 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 silly conversation starter about the weather or it doesn't something minor <laughs> um and what is the top takeaway from your book that you want people to grab hold of make sure you're connected to yourself and to god i think and to your friends which is i think to me that's much more important for the whole of your life mm-hmm. and and if you date someone great and if you find someone you actually want to marry brilliant and and also i think keep in mind that that's a real possibility for you allow yourself to have hope i think too many people just cut out hope because it's painful mm-hmm. but allow yourself to have hope allow yourself to see yourself married and what if it all goes well what if you fly yeah i mean it can happen mm. oh i love that so much yeah that's great before we let you go we always well we try and share funny dating stories because we all have them dating's not always perfect you've been on a lot of dates do you have any hilarious anecdotes oh dear (laughs) (laughs) you'd be willing to share (laughs) Uh, hilarious awkward more the term maybe (laughs) Uh, there was this one guy and at every single corner of every single street we were walking through the city that I didn't know actually he did every single corner he was like do you want to go to the right to the left or straight on oh, oh no. <laughs> after three four five times of this happening I was so fed up I said, you decide I don't care I don't know my way up. but the thing is bless him it, 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 it took me a good few more years of dating to actually discover what I needed for him was not so much to um because he was trying to be nice, right? Mm. He was trying to to allow me to to decide things and to to give my to give me space or whatever he was trying. Um, the better better feedback would have been for him. You know what? I like it when guys have a plan. I like a man with a plan. You mm. tell me where we go. <laughs> well, I will <laughs> happily follow you because it means I have to less focus on where we are and can let go of some of control things and i can mm-hmm. just enjoy your company yeah yeah which would have been better feedback and that's usually with the hilarious stories right yeah. it's only in hindsight where you go like oh, actually you know what maybe yeah. i could have handled that a bit better myself as well <laughs> so did you tell him off did you yes, just say I did <laughs> i never <laughs> talked to him again <laughs> no it was a very short very awkward date oh, no. no it was horrible <laughs> And they say you learn from your mistakes. I'm yeah. not quite sure if that's true. It took me a long time to learn from this. Oh, awesome. oh, well, thank you Amazing. so much. I feel like this has been so like positive and uplifting. Mm. And I think, yeah, really that's helpful. rare sometimes. So really appreciate yeah, that. No, is there anything you. else you would really love to say that we haven't asked you about that you think is 
the message we should have well, given. Well, I think this, what you are doing now is is so brilliant. And I think this is what a lot more people should be doing, actually. Start to open up this conversation. If, you, if you're listening now and you feel like, you know what? This is me. I have these questions. I struggle with these questions. Mm. Don't listen to me providing your answers or even you providing mm. your answers. Go and find your own answers and, and go find them in your own circle of friends and, yeah. and family and church. And a challenge to people around you to help you find the answers you need. Because I think this is a conversation that is important for all of us, married and unmarried, and, and keeps being important and only gets more important in in time actually mm. so yeah Absolutely. i think you're doing a great job modeling that conversation mm. thank, thank you, you so much mm. and if people want to get access to your book or follow you then they can visit your website is that correct that we'll share they can i'm also on facebook instagram so yeah there's also a book i've written i don't know if you've read that because we're talking about that to date now but mm. the other book is called single in church and mm. uh it's actually about this conversation so Amazing. if people want to educate some people around them that that could be a good mm. christmas gift to give them yeah <laughs> it's 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 june i'm talking about christmas see that's the british spirit in me yeah. <laughs> 